Welcome back to the Fit for Fitness podcast. And for those of you joining us for the first time, thank you for being here. I have the privilege today of interviewing Mitch Harp. He's the co-founder of Hyadef Physical Therapy. So today we talk a little bit about how he got into starting a physical therapy company and how you can go about hiring a physical therapist when you should, what you should be looking for and all of that. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. I've seen you and uh, and and where you came from with with coaching, and I've also seen you know high def and what you've guys been doing and how fast you've been growing. I man, I wanted to first kind of chat to you a little bit about how high def even came about, and maybe you can tell people what what exactly high def PT is. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks. Thanks again for for having me on and and allowing me to to share the story. So basically, I was a personal trainer, and Zach, my business partner, he we were friends in high school. Very friends in high school. He went off to school in in New Mexico, University of New Mexico. Um, you know, we stayed in touch here and there, but but not a ton. And. Uh, then when he became a physical therapist, he ended up moving back. So we we reconnected and you know, I always always talk about social media, you know, some people hate it, some people love it. I kind of have a love hate too, but I will say one of the best parts about it was when we were friends, you know, we've been friends since we were 14 years old, we never talked about business or really even fitness that much, but because I was sharing a lot of it and and building on social media that really sparked the conversation of us coming together. Like, Hey, I see you're interested in this. Um, you know, why don't we work on some, some content or business stuff? And I always think like, if I had never done that, maybe we wouldn't really have found those commonalities and, and reconnected in the, in that way. Um, and so, you know, he was a he was a staff physical therapist at a clinic. I was running my my personal training business, and uh, we were just constantly hanging out, constantly talking business. And we we were like, man, we saw we saw issues with personal training, and we saw issues with physical therapy. And eventually, we're just working so much on business stuff. We're like, why don't we actually like create something ourselves? And we were we were sitting at at a table um, at a, a, a house I was at with a bunch of roommates and uh, me and Zach were like let's just start this business and this was in 2018 and so originally we did personal training um, I was doing nutrition coaching as well and physical therapy and then you know as the years went on we started to learn more about business and it also was just pretty difficult to do all those things. Well, you know, we hired some trainers, hired some nutrition coaches, was finding physical therapists. And we decided, you know, why don't we just focus on one route, pick one thing, be great at that, the best at that. And then we can work with other trainers. You know, there's so many other people that are only doing one thing. They're probably going to do it better than we can do five other things, right? So we we went down one route, decided to focus on physical therapy only, shut down the training side, and um, then we started in Seattle, 
and then from there opened up our Bellevue location. And then Luca, who, who, you know, reached out, he was like, man, I, you know, I see what you guys are doing and I want to have a physical therapy clinic in, in our gym. And we were like, man, we, uh, we're pretty busy right now, but I, I don't think we can say no to this offer. So we're going to do it. And, uh, that was how that, the Renton facility came about, but yeah, from, from a, a high level standpoint, we're, we're a, a outpatient orthopedic clinic, um, focusing on sports injuries, uh, acute injuries, uh, post-op as well. But we, we really see ourselves as a different brand than, than the, the traditional physical therapy, you know, you go into this hospital setting and, you know, you're on a band, you get on a bike and, and then you go about your day. You know, we, we pride ourselves on being able to take people through the high level activities and get them back to those activities within our clinic. You know, I think that that was the big thing was a lot of places. It's like, all right, you, you haven't lifted more than two pounds here, but I'm going to tell you to go back and, and get back to CrossFit, you know, like you've been doing, how, how can you safely really do that without the equipment and without the skills and, and knowledge in that? Um, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of where, where we stand. Dude, that, um, that makes such a huge difference. Cause I mean, even the people that I've, I've had here trained here, it's, it sounds exactly like what you were just describing. They're like PT basically made them stop doing all the things that they thought were like, you know, even semi-related just crossed a similar joint structure or something like that. And then like. They're like, okay, as soon as it stops hurting <laughs> and send them back versus like really teaching them how to like manage, manage pain, um, actually improve and, and um, increase the robustness of, of tissue and in people's resilience. Um, so it's really cool. Um, there aren't, there aren't a lot of places like you. Um, so is that what, is that what you would say is primarily makes you, you guys different is the the focus on, on the reintroduction of activities or those higher level activities that, that people do on a day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's always been something that we, we've really valued. You know, we started as providing personal training and physical therapy. And I think getting rid of the, the personal training side, we, we still kept those, that same mindset and, and those same um, philosophies right? Like we, we want to be able to load someone and we want people in our company who have those backgrounds, right? Like, like everyone in our company lift, lifts weights on their own, right? They're, they're PTs, but they like to lift weights. Uh, if, if they didn't have that experience, I mean, you know, if they really wanted to get that, like we could work with them, but those type of people don't really gravitate towards us. It's a lot of the athletes who went down the, the physical therapist route, um, so, so yeah, that, that's definitely what I feel like sets us apart. And then also the access to equipment, right? We're inside of gyms, right? You, you know, the, I'm at the Bellevue office here where we have a lot of the same gym equipment, the rogue racks and all that stuff, but that makes a huge difference where even a great PT, if they only have two pound weights, it's like, you, you can only do so much with that. Right. So would you say that when looking to hire a PT, one of the first things you should be looking for is, does this person even themselves work out? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's just so much easier, man. And, and you, yeah. you, you just know what you're getting, right? Like right. someone who knows the gym, knows workouts, enjoys that stuff. They're not going to tell you, you should stop doing that. Right. They, they know themselves. Like, I know I don't want to do that. So why would I tell someone else? They're going to help you and, and get you through that journey because they understand it. Right. So when somebody is looking for a PT and, and, you know, maybe they don't have the option of going to high def, um, whether it's just logistically not feasible for them, they're not in, in Washington um, or wherever else you guys are spreading up right now. How would you go about telling somebody they should look to hire a PT or how would you go about, um, you know, screening, um, to find one that's going to help you be able to return to those activities that, you know, once caused you pain. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think that one of the, one of the big pieces there is figuring out what your goals are, right? Like I, I'm not, I don't want to like badmouth any, any business out there. I think that all clinics stand, stand a, a purpose in, in what they're doing, right? Like there's, there's a lot of clinics that don't have all that access to weight, but not everyone wants to get back to those high level activities. So that's perfect for them. Right. Um, but if I'm guessing, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're probably a trainer or someone who does lift weights and, and is active. I would look at the clinic, you know, what pictures do you see? What, what equipment do they have showing and if you can't see anything similar to what you've been using, then maybe maybe you should look around, right? Like if there's no weights in the pictures that they're showing, it looks kind of old, like hospitally, um, then they're probably not going to have the resources. Uh, I would also say you could look at the PTs that are listed. Some of them may have their CSCS as well. Um, some of them may be um, sports clinical specialists. So those are the types of things, but yeah, a lot of times I'm, I'm looking at what they have access to, because like I said, mm. you could be a great PT that does lift weights and does know all these things. But if the clinic isn't set up for you, it's just going to be a lot harder and also the model, right? So some, some clinics, which I said, still serve a purpose, they will do more of a, a like a three, four to one model where you're going to have four people in on the hour. You're going to see the PT for 15 minutes. They're going to send you off to do your exercises and, and you're just going to do them and get out. That may work. Like I said, for someone who isn't trying to return to high level activities, they're just trying to tie their shoes or, you know, walk to and from their car or whatever. But if it's like that, then, you know, the likelihood of them, of someone giving you directed attention, helping you get back to those high level activities um, is low. So kind of looking at that model, like in, in our Seattle and Renton clinics, we do one-on-one 45 minutes with the PT. And then here in Bellevue, we do two on the hour. So you'll be 30 minutes with the PT and then 30 minutes with a, a high level trainer, strength coach type of, of person to take you through exercises. So those those are some of the things that, that I would definitely recommend. Got you. So um, like as somebody who maybe like 
potentially suffered a re- recent injury, um, has been shopping around and, and they did, you know, find you guys, what, what would they expect? Like maybe going into like an initial, um, assessment or, um, like what, what are kind of the SOPs or, um, a day in the life of a prospective um, client uh, for you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, first initial evaluation, obviously we're going to sit down with a person, listen, what their injury is, what, what the, what their history is. Um, but then I think a big piece of that too, is we're going to still do a, a head to toe evaluation, right? Because just because you have knee pain, doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with the knee. Like we're going to find all those other imbalances and really just pinpoint what could be causing that. I think that's a big thing for us too. You know, I I can't speak for every other clinic out there, but I think we're very focused on what was that root cause? Yes. We want to get you out of this pain, but we want to make sure it never comes back. You know, I don't want this to be a lingering thing. I want to figure out what is causing that. And then let's attack that too. Right. And, 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 you know, I'm sure you're the same way, right. Where it's like, okay, you have weakness here. I know, I know your knees hurt, but your hips are weak. People might wonder like, why am I doing all this stuff? My, my knee hurts. Um, so you got to kind of explain that, but that that's always been a big piece for us. And then on top of that, we always incorporate some home exercise programs. We use a, a great app called Aerocentric where we're going to provide you all the tools that you can do this on your own and do your own rehab. Obviously, you're, you're going to come in for, for the specialized stuff, but we want you to leave with knowing what caused the pain and then also knowing how to get rid of it because you know flare-ups do happen, but the best part the best thing you can get out of PT is that gift of knowing how to take care of it. Right. Because the worst part about pain and injury is like the, the uh, unknown. You're like, Oh man, my knee hurts. What if this turns into something bad? Am I able to still do other things? What if it's catastrophic? But when, when you work with someone who is an expert in that, they can tell you, here's what to look out for. Here's what we believe that it is. And and here's how to solve it. And then it kind of, and then it takes that anxiety away from those issues. Yeah, for sure. Is there, would you say that you guys have found like any sort of uh, data set around, like what is the prevailing reasons why somebody would seek out a PT um, like any common injuries or maybe ailments um, or anything specifically why somebody would, would come to a PT? Um, You know, I'm sure there might be like, what's the most common injuries out there. I would say, I would say a lot of times it is just like a, a pain that has been there a little bit longer than, than someone wanted. You know, obviously there's the, the post-op surgeries, right? Like that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, I would say if you're setting up for surgery, number one, I would go in before I would come in pre-op, um, and just get some strengthening that way you better handle that surgery. And then number two, um, make sure that you have all that lined up 
after the surgery. I think a lot of times what happens is you see people wait too long after surgery, things start to tighten up and then, and it just becomes a lot harder to, to get back to where you want to be. Um, but then as far as like what to, to get checked out, you know, yeah, I would, I would say a, a lingering issue that you haven't been able to, to get rid of. Um, and then, and then something that is just, is just affecting your, your daily life, right? Like, like regular activities. If, if man, just sitting at your desk for work, you can't even hang all day. Like we got to get rid of this. Cause this is now a part of your day that you're, you're limited in, right? If like that commute is now just like extremely painful, um, that's, that's an issue. Um, so, so when it, when it prevents you from doing daily activities, that's big, but now we're even trying to expand into the other areas too, right? Like just because you can still, um, grab a glass from the, from the top shelf, it doesn't hurt then, but you know, now when you're snatching and your workout, it does start to hurt. Like that's still warranted to, to come see us, uh, and, and, and get that checked out. And we always say too, a lot of people don't follow this, but it's way easier to recover and and way easier to take care of something that has just started than something. I mean, you know, this than something that has been lingering for five, six years. So why not give, get, come in, get some guidance. We'll always give you some exercises to work on. Um, then, then just wait it out and, and wait till it goes away. Or worse off, stop working out for it to go away. Like, like, let's just get it checked out as soon as we can. Absolutely. So, with a uh, with high def, um, are there certain are there certain ways that you guys want to continue to expand, um, or are you ever seeking to um, broaden the amount of of services? Are you is it always going to be just um, PT, um, just be, you know, great at PT or are you, are you thinking you'll ever re-expand to some of those other options that you had earlier? You know, it's, it's stuff that, that we consider. I, th- I think, uh, for, for probably a while, uh, we'll, we'll definitely just continue to, to provide the, the highest level, um, PT that, that we can, uh, probably expand into different neighborhoods and continue to do that just because we, we do see that opportunity, you know, of that, the higher level or that, that youth athlete or that weekend warrior athlete who, who wants that type of, of care. Um, but yeah, you know, for now, um, we, we definitely just want to continue, continue down the physical therapy route. And, and there's, there's still a lot of opportunity, you know, it's still a pretty outdated, um, uh, industry so we we see a lot of opportunity to continue to grow that and and just expand the the profession and elevate it and i think we have a really cool opportunity once we do expand a little more to start to get these student programs in um we we even are are now starting to take on um like exercise science students who maybe want to go pt route or maybe just want to uh become a trainer, I think working in a clinic will, will really help your, your knowledge, no matter what you want to do. But 
I'm excited for that because then we can really make change when we're taking all these younger people, getting them experienced into this type of PT. They're whether they stay with us, or they move on. They're only going to continue to take those philosophies and build upon that. So that's that's kind of where I see where I see the growth. Do you think there's a a perfect world uh, PT situation? Because I know you said that there there's a reason for all. Um, of these PTs uh, to exist, but you've you have also said that you know some of these things are a little bit outdated. Um, just as a field as a whole, it, is there a certain way that you'd like if you could, you know, paint a beautiful picture of what physical therapy could be um, that you envision um, PT looking like? Um, is it like custom tailored care to each individual, and but being armed with all sets of of these skill sets or is it all these highly specialized physical therapists? Um, and then, um, you know, are, are, you know, what, what do you have in, in mind? I think the way I see it would be getting people placed in the right spots. Right. So like, like we said, you know, there are, places that are a little different than us and maybe we think they're outdated but they do serve a purpose for a certain population right so it's like it would be great if the people who needed that went there and the people who needed us came to us i think right now you know it is still pretty out there it is still pretty um unknown you know a lot of people don't know that there's kind of like two different types you you think physical therapy you google it and you just go yeah right you don't really think well my injury may be different than what this clinic can help with or this one right. or what this specializes in so i think it would be great if that knowledge was more widespread and then the 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 higher level people um went to to the right clinics because we have had many people come and they they went to a, a clinic that I was talking about and they they just didn't heal very well. And now RPTs are like trying to really work hard to reverse all of that and, and get out of that. So um I I see that being um something that would would be crucial. So I think that goes with just more more awareness. Yeah. And then and then the next piece would be, you know, just, just figuring out the right balance for PTs, because what we also see is, is a lot of burnout, right? So, so a clinic that is seeing four people an hour, you know, that's a ton of notes that that PT has to write. They're not getting much attention to the patient. They're not, you know, so how are you going to really like up level someone when you see them for 10 minutes. Imagine as a trainer, if it was just like, uh, you know, I don't barely remember you, but you know, like yeah. we should, we should do this. Um, so then you don't really feel like you're making a huge impact and it just, it just doesn't, the rewards don't weigh like all the work. So I think figuring out a way to give people just, just match that up, right? Like, like give them, a respectable amount of caseload and match that with the wage. And, and, you know, unfortunately insurances are just continuing to reimburse less and less, but 
that's that's another thing that we're we're trying to fight is figuring out other ways to um, bring in revenue that we can then continue to make sure all our PTs are getting paid what they deserve. Um, and we're not having to bump their caseload 30% just to do that. Mm. Right. So, you know, certain things like, um, like continuing programming, right. We give you home exercises. Um, well, when you're, when you leave here, it would be great to continue to get those. Right. So you continue to do them. Um, can that be a paid service now? Um, you know, selling equipment, certain things like that. Uh, we're, we're trying to be creative with it, but those are, those are how that's gonna, that's gonna move forward. So, so with the, with the continued programming, how long should somebody expect to continue to work with their coach, um, or their, um, PT? So, like that they're will it depend on like an injury does it depend on um person to person um, yeah yeah it's is gonna, there it's ways to depend. is there ways to improve the recovery times like do some people just move slower because they're not getting enough sleep or um you know i i think uh that that's definitely a piece of it i think as far as like how long someone should should work on that uh it's definitely going to depend on the injury I think also we look at like different goals, right? There's, there's like pain goals, which is someone who wants to just, I just don't want this to hurt anymore, but there's also like an activity goal where it's like, Hey, I want to do the Seattle to Portland bike ride. Right. Um, and, and those are the type of things that if, if you have that, that activity, then you're, you're probably more likely to do all the things off the, off the bat frequent enough to, to get to that result where if it's just a pain goal, it's like, well, today doesn't hurt. So I probably won't do this. But as we know, like that doesn't always mean that it's just can completely gone. Um, so I think, you know, as far as the programming goes, a lot of that stuff is just stuff that you should start to incorporate into your life and just make it a routine, right? Like there's so many different mobility things that we sh- we should probably just be doing when we wake up, you know, during the day, before our workout, or do you have any favorite activities or drills that you do for yourself? Uh, myself, I mean, I always think of just the the common the common things that get tight from from activities, right? Hips are usually tight because unfortunately, I, I sit a lot of the day driving or or at the at a desk, um, and then and then for me low back is, is sometimes an issue. So I, I like to get into reversing those positions that I'm, that I'm in, right. Getting some, um, back extension. So like some press ups on the ground, um, I'm not really rotating as much. So doing some like archers and and that type of stuff. Um, obviously I love like the Spider-Man lunge, um, I love like the, uh, a lot of people have different names for them, like shin boxes, just getting some rotation in the hips. Um, those are, those are a lot of my favorites right now. I'm, I'm also working on some low back stuff just from issues I've had. So, so for me, I 
had some back injuries and really neglected then rounding at my back, right? Because I thought, well, if I round, I'm I'm gonna get injured because that's what yeah. happened before. Yeah. So now it doesn't move. You know, it's just so stiff and it doesn't have much capacity. So the second I do round it, it's like, whoa, it's very tight and and feels like I'm gonna get an injury again. So yeah. so now I'm working on slowly incorporating that again, right? Like something like a Jefferson curl, not with 50 pounds, just body weight. Like let's just get down in that position. Um, and that's, that's helped a ton. So it's, it's like just incorporating the the right dosage for where I'm at and like slowly, slowly keeping on that, that that's um, shown some good results. And uh, with, with your, um, like your hiring process for your PTs for your facilities. Um, I know you, you talked about, you know, somebody like in the future, potentially students who are interested in exercise science and, and going that route. Um, are there anything, um, is there anything that you really look for now? Um, is there anything that you look for in terms of like leisure activity? Um, how, how would someone, you know, best position themselves to become a high def physical therapist? Yeah. You know, I, I'm always, especially at that student level, like I'm, I'm interested in the person that wants to, they're, they're in that growing season and they, they just want to learn and absorb as much as they can. Um, you know, we, we've, we've had, we've had a mix, you know, we've had people who it's just like, they're just here for the summer and, you know, they're like checking Facebook and like going through the motions and then we've had people where it's like, why did we do this exercise? You know, what, what is this person? Like, what is this leading to with this person? Okay. How can, how can I do this better? Um, so, so really just in that growing season, that, that growth mindset, just wanting to learn as much as possible. And then, you know, kind of going back to like, does the person lift on their own? The reason I say stuff like that is because as you know, if it's something you already do for yourself, you're going to learn it a lot quicker than someone who like only does it in the amount of study time that they take, right? Like our, our study time is working on our own testing on ourselves plus, you know, all the other stuff we do. And that person's going to go a lot further than the person who just does it in class or, yeah. you know, finally reads one book. Yep. So, so definitely has those interests and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be like, you have to, you have to be a bodybuilder to work for us. Like we we have PTs who they, they, they lift, but their main thing is, um, like racing bikes or like triathletes and, and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's just more like someone who's active, um, and, and then practices the stuff that they're, they're preaching. Right. To. Would somebody with like, let's say like a knee injury that experience or experiences knee pain during biking be more likely to be paired with the PT that bikes recreationally? I mean, you know, I, ideally that's kind yeah. of a, that's kind of a big push and a, a selling point for us when we talk to PTs is first thing I'm going to ask you is, is what is your population of interest? You know, mm. do you, do you like to work with youth athletes. Okay. Well, let's figure out a plan. How are we going to go get those youth athletes in this clinic to work with you? 
Um, and so like, for example, the, the person he, uh, he does like the enduro bike races and he's there all the time. And, and I was like, all right, let's come up with a list of places that those people may go to or what they may listen to or what they may, you know, get into on the weekends. Like, where are those people going to be? Let's market to them. Let them know what we can provide them. And now you're working with the people that you love to work with. Cause I mean, I know same for you, right? Like there's, there's probably a, a specific group that you're like, man, this is like the sweet spot. This person is like exactly who I want to be working with. And then there's, and then there's another group where you're like, I just, I don't know much about it. And and I don't, I don't have as much of an interest and and that makes a big difference. So um, we, we see that a lot is if you're working with the, the, people that you have a, a high level interest in, um, it, it just changes the day quite a bit. When, uh, when you are looking to, um, market to those populations, um, how do you, how do you go about, um, marketing as a physical, it's, it's not something you hear traditionally, right? You know, like it's kind of sit back. It seems like a sit back, wait for referrals or make connections type thing. Yeah. So, you know, what would somebody like if they were being marketed to by um, high def, like what would the sort of material that you they'd be consuming? I'm, I'm assuming you're just educating them on. On stuff that they've um, maybe felt injury wise or maybe it's um, ebooks or something like that. But like, how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, you know, no, no that's a good point is it is kind of like that that type of industry where it's just like, hey, yeah, you just wait, someone's going to get injured and and they're going to search you on Google and find you. And, you know, some people do find us that way, but um, we've, we've always thought of ourselves as like, we want to be the industry leaders in all these different, different areas. So for, for marketing, it's, it's going and connecting with those types of groups, right? Is there a bike shop that we can talk to? And, explain to that person. Like you said, here's how we can help. I'm sure you've had people um, talk about these injuries that they're dealing with or ailments from riding bikes. If you do send them our way. And a lot of times what we provide is uh, a, a free injury screen where, Hey, mm. if someone in your bike club or whatever says that they're having an injury, just send them to us. We'll look at it for free. And then from there, we'll come up with a plan, you know, okay, well, what insurance do you have? Oh, perfect. We're a network with them. Sweet. Let's uh, start working together. Oh, you know, you, d- you don't have insurance. Well, uh, here's what our cash rate is. And here's the plan that I think will work best to get you where you want to be. Let's start on that. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of just figuring out where that person is educating those groups and then giving them an offer that they can't refuse. Right. I always tell people like physical therapy is, is difficult in the marketing and sales sense in some ways, because, you know, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a donut shop where like people are lining up. They want that donut, right? Yeah. People, people are finding a, excuses to not come kind of like right. him too right no, i'm People okay no it doesn't hurt that bad or yeah do you want exactly. it to hurt that bad though exactly so you have to you have It'll to be like driving it. around on a flat tire being like it's not that flat 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. And because they don't want to take the time to to figure that out and or pull off to the side of the road or do whatever, you know. Yeah. Just deal with it. Yeah. Right. So um it's attaching it to their goal. And that's why I like finding these different places because someone who is going to a bike shop feeling pain, likelihood is they have a goal of they want to ride their bike and they don't want to deal with this pain anymore. So, okay, well, we're going to get you to do that now. So if you come to us, you'll then get the reward of riding your bike without pain. Yeah, People would do that versus, oh, uh, I'm just, I just, it just hurts when I sit on the couch, you know? Right. So, um, I kind of wanted to go back to a point that you made earlier, which was kind of with your, your own training and, um, things that had happened to you. And, um, I'm sure this happens to a lot of people where they're, um, maybe they did kind of suffer a thing with their back before and they're like, okay, well now they believe that, you know, flexion is an issue and they're so extended all the time that now flexion does become an issue. If you do try to call on it, uh, you know, much like, you know, the common bodybuilder, like their shoulder starts to hurt and they start to do less overheads and maybe they move to incline or maybe they move to more externally stabilized means like a Smith machine or something like that. And, and then it's like, you know, but like you kind of, you limited your potential um, because you shortened the amount of space that you can actually grow or train. And so to be, you know, the best or great or even better than you are currently, you're going to bump up against that barrier sooner, which like, which you're kind of saying is like, you could broaden that runway instead of like, you know, somebody like pulling off to the side of the road for their flat tire. If they just kind of keep going and they're like, I'm just going to do this until, you know, my tire pops or whatever, you're only going to get so far. Right. Right. Um, Whereas if you were like to address that, sure you might have to pull off to the side of the road but you're going to be able to get so much further and by the time you actually get moving you're going to be able to drive faster you can't drive fast on a flat tire you're not only are you not getting your goal you're getting to your your barrier at a very slow pace so it's like once we remove that barrier we're able to then move further faster and um you know the sky's the limit there hundred percent. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's the toughest part, right? Because you are still, I guess the car is still going. Yeah. So, you know, it's tough to say, pull over like, well, I can still go. And it's tough <laughs> to explain that. Yeah. Well, it's, you're not getting, and you might not even not going like, as fast in, as you could, at least with physical therapy, you might not even really need to pull over. Right. It kind of, right it kind of coincides with what you're already doing. It'd be like if somebody could drive up next to you, NASCAR style, just yeah. here's the new tire and like, let you keep going. It'd be yeah. like that. It's barely even a pit stop. It is literally the continuation of your training. And and that's such a great point because definitely that's one of our, our main goals. And that's why we work really well with alongside personal trainers is, you know, I, I think there, there's also like a, a weird, relationship there is you know personal trainers and even me way back in the day is like in my head i'm like well you're nervous to send to a physical therapist because what if they tell that person that they just shouldn't train anymore yeah. and now i lost and now i lost a client right um so our goal is always like 
we're going to work with this individual and the trainer to figure out how they can continue to keep training. Right. right? Like we can always work around it. Oh, you got a shoulder injury. Well, your legs still work. Right. Like, so focus on that and we'll do some, some stuff to, to get that shoulder where it needs to be to press overhead. But you know, you may still be able to row. Like there's so many other things that you can continue to do. Um, we're never going to tell someone, uh, just, just stop doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. I had, um, I had a client and his PT just did not want him to bench press. And, um, and my client for some, you know, for some reason, um, you know, believed that the shoulder injury was due to a, a flu shot or something that he had got. Um, which I guess is, it can happen, but it's a v- extremely rare. Um, and I'm not saying it couldn't happen to him, but he also did also coincide with pretty poor bench press form. So, um, whether or not it was the shot that, you know, cascaded into, you know, subsequent injury, I couldn't say, but, um, when I, when he came to me, we had to fix the bench press form first, but he wasn't going to be able to fix the bench press form, which was likely the cause of the pain if we stopped bench pressing. Um, and so we, I, I, I did, he was working with a PT and they had him doing all these, you know, drills, which I 90% of the drills we were already doing. And, um, because I saw them as, as the same drills and useful. Um, and this person really just got them to sit down and do them right. Like they're, they're spending the time to do it. Right. Um, but this particular PT just was like, no, we're not gonna, you're just not going to lift. And I'm like, dude, what's going to happen when he gets back, return to sport and he's still got shit bench press for him. Right. And I'm going to have to deal with it again. So it's like, or they're going to think you aren't good because it's still like, right. It's like, yeah, I'm just next time. I'm just going to send him to high def. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, no, it just, it, it, it seems that there isn't um a universal you know and this is true of training too there's not a universal way that we're kind of approaching these problems or thought processes um so to find people who i would say at least are um you know working in a in a similar sense um towards solving the same problems it sounds like we have very similar um thought process surrounding how people should train and um, how, you know, physical therapy and training can help them. Um, well, and, and that's a really good point you made was like, they're finally getting them to do the the little drills that they should be doing. And that's how we always see it too, is like you, as trainers shouldn't have to use the hour long session that they have doing 40 minutes of physical therapy stuff. Right send them to physical therapy so they can take care of it there and you can keep doing the the higher level stuff that you know the conditioning and that that type of stuff too that um you want to be doing anyways right like right right for sure um when you have when you have um people coming in um for physical therapy is there anything that um you know like when, when it's like surrounding pain and stuff like that, do you find that that, that often um, that just how they think it's going to feel uh, is a barrier to 
their recovery? Do you find that you guys do anything as it pertains to approaching the mindset surrounding um, pain? Because we know that that's a huge part of pain is is not necessarily a fi- not something physically has to happen for you to experience pain. Um, yeah. But just kind of um, disassociating pain in certain positions. Well, man, that's a big piece of, and you know, we have like meetings between all the the therapists all the time, and I always sit in on that. And that's a big thing that they really harp on is it it's that explanation and that empowerment, right? And I'll give an example of of how I felt this too was I went and saw like uh, just a different provider who reached out to me and uh we i was just like yeah you know i'm i'm having some neck pain and uh they were like wow your your neck it's like looks like a 60 year old's neck like it's got all this degeneration mm. these issues mm. and you know i had had neck pain but i never felt like weak or anything and i remember leaving there i was like man i i shouldn't i hope no one even bumps <laughs> into me like i was like nervous i was like man i might yeah. might be paralyzed or something and yeah I was like, wow, what a weird way. Nothing changed within that moment, just what was in my head. And I was just like, wow. So that's what a lot of people are feeling. You know, something hurts, their knee hurts. And maybe they think like I'm one step away from blowing my ACL or something like that. And so I see a physical therapist's job as like, they have to be able to, to break those barriers for people and, and really help them with figuring out what they are capable of. And, and a lot of times that, that is the biggest issue, right? Like, like going back to my back pain, right? Most of it is caused because I didn't feel like I should be rounding forward. And now it did become that, that issue. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a huge piece of it. It's, it's just making people aware of, what they are capable of and, and learning about those certain pains. Dude, I think that that is a huge uh, differentiator. And I'm sure that there are lots of um, good chiros and and physical therapists out there, but that is something that I've found rampant just from my, uh, my personal anecdotal experience and, and some of my clients as well, basically being like, Oh, well you like shouldn't be moving around with that back. It's like, yeah. So like, and it's not even, it's not even true, but the fact that they're, they're saying it and it puts weight behind it because they're credentialed and they're responsible. And so I think it puts so much more power into the practitioner's hands to actually empower that person. So I do really appreciate that that is a part of your guys's practice. Um, and it's, I would say, you know, not as prevalent in in that industry as it, it should be and it's you know it's a great thing that you guys do yeah yeah no it's just that empowerment that's that's what we're always always looking to in, instill in in anyone that that comes in because you know and and if it does warrant something like that we always have great referral sources surgeons or anything that will take a second look but like we said, a lot of times it is all in your head. And then because it's in your head, you then start to create the issue because you stop doing certain movements. Yep. Yeah. 
is there a, is there anything you're excited about um, for the future of high def um, at the moment, near future, distant future? Uh, you know, we, we've got, we've got such a great team in and, and I'm just excited to continue. We've got um, one new person down in Renton that just started recently. I'm excited to get them ramped up. We got another one coming on uh, a couple months and then just the team that we currently have, like, it, it really is a, a cool group to to be around. And so I'm just excited to continue to build the people that come in and, and experience this. Like that's kind of how I see my role is like, you've got this great product and my job is just to get more exposure to it. Um, so I'm excited for that. And then we're, we're at this great core really close to where then we can bring on more students and, and do more learning for those people. Um, so that's going to be really fun too, is just to, to bring more uh, younger generation in to, to have them learn and just kind of see where, where their heads at, their interests are, the, the things that they see. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the stuff on the horizon for this year. And uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be pretty that's good. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to sit down with me, teach us a little bit about high def and and what what physical therapy I feel should really be like. Um, where is the best place for people to learn more about you? Learn more about high def. Um, reach out to you guys. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, I know, I know you got a busy schedule as well, and uh, it's always always good to chat. Um, best place to reach out, high def PT is our Instagram, um, highdefpt.com is our website. Um, my, my handle is highdefmitch. Um, feel free to reach out. I know that, uh, like I said, there, there's probably people maybe in school that are listening to this. Feel free to reach out. We're always happy to, to chat either just like guidance or if, if you do want to get in on, on some type of internship, we're, we're happy to chat about that as well. So awesome. Thank you so much, Mitch. And I look forward to potentially having you on in, in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for everything that you're doing, man. I told you last time I saw you, like, I remember talking about your content, like just kind of like going back, what, what should you do and stuff like that. And, uh, man, you, you've really been, been crushing it lately. So it's been really cool to see. Thank you so much.